and welcome to Western Kabuki, uh, the number one podcast starring me, Wack Nicholson, alongside <laughs> my two beautiful co-hosts, Bird, Caleb, the bird respecter himself. How are we doing, Caleb? Doing well. I'm glad to hear it. June, Juniper, Junie, Ms. Goblin Mode herself. How are we doing? <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty Wonderful. good. And we are uh, honored, privileged, and, and deeply humbled to be joined by the brilliant Taylor Lorenz. Thanks for having me. Did I pronounce that right? I immediately yes. was like, okay, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Taylor? I'm great. I'm great. Yeah, things are great. I'm in LA, you know, can't complain. Oh, nice. nice. So it's not 30 degrees and snowing there? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, it's like 68, 70 and sunny. Jesus. Oh, oh my God. I can't hellish. imagine that. <laughs> I think everywhere that we, all three of us live are all going to be hit by that snowstorm in uh, a few just days. Like, oh my they, God. Call it, they call it the Western Kabuki Corridor. It goes from Philly <laughs> to Chicago yeah. to Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, so yeah, we, we wanted to invite you on to talk about you, you, and I, I am blanking on the co-author. I feel awful. Oh, Drew um, Harwell. Well, he's not Drew on Twitter, Harwell. so, you know, he's basically uh, been erased. Yeah. Is he still suspended? <laughs> yeah, he's still suspended because... Oh my God. Yeah. he. So his account is like reinstated, but he's he can't tweet or post or DM or anything. How does that work? Is he like locked out of it? But it's... Yeah, I think... Back? Yeah, I think like the issue is actually he has to delete a tweet in order to post again. And wow. he refuses to delete the tweet because the whole premise is wrong. Like it's yeah. saying that the tweet's doxing and it's not. It's literally just like the Jordan Peterson post about it. Mastodon. Yeah. So. Yeah, because if I remember correctly, I don't think I follow him, but I, I, if I remember correctly, the tweet was basically just talking about the story. Like he, like he was promoting yeah. a story like yeah. on a news site about yeah. what was happening exactly um i deleted my tweet i'm cucked by elon i guess <laughs> i was like whatever i'll delete the post promoting my instagram so that's you know illegal now can we start off can i ask you what um because i heard his justification was it was um like a retroactive suspension for your prior doxing behavior or whatever but what was um uh, he only said that. Yeah, he only said that in like one tweet or like one reply. I think because he was scrambling. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. He del he deleted me immediately after I asked him for comment yeah. on this story that you know, <laughs> he obviously didn't look good in, and he knew what the story was about. He knew the premise of it. I had emailed him several. Drew and I had emailed him several times, and Drew's you know locked out of Twitter. So I was Saturday night, and um, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna. I'm going to post one more tweet just to like kind of make it public that we're, you know, he's, he's on Twitter saying like, Oh, journalists don't care, you know, about this incident. It's like, well, you know, we actually do want to talk to you about it because we have the full story. And immediately I was suspended. And so I think, you know, then all these news stories came out like Taylor Lorenz, um, you know, suspended after asking for comment. And so then he writes this like weird reply when someone's like, why was she suspended? He's like, Oh, doxing in the past which let's be clear i've literally never doxed anyone and so then i think he kind of had to scramble when he realized that wasn't a like viable thing and then he came up with this new policy that was like oh you actually violated the link sharing policy which is like you can't promote links to other social platforms um <laughs> which is just like what <laughs> that wasn't even a policy as of like 12 hours ago so i was only suspended for like half a day i deleted my offending tweet 
God, I, such a powerful brand. I love them so much. Yeah. <laughs> that For what it's worth, I think that um, if if Elon has a list of like a hundred tweeters he wants to have executed, I'm pretty sure the three of the co-hosts of this podcast are on that list. <laughs> You're in good company. Oh, Elon doesn't know about. I don't think Elon knows about me. I think he's probably unaware of me. Um, but Juniper definitely he wants okay. her. Okay, well you're gonna have to do a jailbreak <laughs> for us. Well, um, that's probably a good segue. If you want to, for anybody who hasn't listened to yours and Drew's story, to maybe summarize um, summarize what happened and what you guys found out. Yeah. So before we do that, I just want to give some context because I feel like um, a lot of us saw what happened before any. Like I feel like more people saw what Elon posted. But like instead of like the actual story explaining what happened, so there was that night. I believe it was it was a few nights ago. Um, the Elon Thursday posted, night massacre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elon posted something about how he was being like stalked or something. He posted and then he, a video. Yeah, he posted the video. Um, he posted a video of this of this guy, and was like basically saying this guy's stalking me. Um, because of the jet and he kind of implied that like it was the jet account that you know this account that tracks his private jet Mm -hmm. that allowed this stalker to find his location and stalk him and um and jump on his jump on his security guard's car um and he so he posted this video which got like millions and millions of views like does anyone know this man um obviously being a reporter i was like okay i'm gonna find him and i found him within a couple of hours before well, did the, he also before reply the to family. Elon's tweet saying this is me and you're no not until I informed him on Saturday that he was in the video gotcha okay so um that happened yeah he didn't even know that that Elon had tweeted his video so no one had identified him I sort of I, it's like the long story how I found out who it was but um so I identified him before the police so I got his cell phone number I call him up I'm like hey, did you know that Elon tweeted this video about you? Actually, first I just asked him about the whole incident. I didn't even tell him that Elon had posted about it yet um, because I wanted to keep reporting it out. I also went to the gas station to interview the manager who witnessed it all, whatever, and I got a bunch of videos that were unreleased of the incident. Um, And then on Saturday, I told him, by the way, you know, Elon tweeted this video of you. And so then he was like, what the hell? And so he like tried to reply. Now, you know, (laughs) this guy... This guy, like, first of all, Elon's jet landed on Tuesday night. This altercation happened, or sorry, Elon's jet landed on Tuesday or Wednesday. This altercation happened a full day later, and it was 26 miles from the nearest airport. It wasn't even in, it was in Pasadena, and I believe Musk flew into LAX. So just like, it was totally unconnected from the jet. And this guy, he he has, he kind of is like Grimes' stalker more than, um, That's what I had you know, read. alleged stalker. Like he thinks Grimes is sending him secret messages on her Instagram. So it's like it doesn't yeah. even have anything to do with Elon to begin with. Um, and Elon's son was not present. Um, at- yeah, that was the main thing that, like, when it was happening, um, like when he just posted the video, like it wasn't even clear that Elon was there. The way the way he like phrased his post, he made it sound like it was at least what I interpreted as I thought. It was security for Grimes and his and and uh, their son together. I, I I don't know. I just felt like it was really unclear the way that he was kind of describing the situation online. Even the police report was very carefully worded, where they didn't really confirm or deny that his his child was there. So they don't. They don't. His no one has no one witnessed his child there. 
the only re- but but Musk still Musk's security team is is not talked to the police yet, which is interesting because so far all the evidence basically shows that Musk completely misrepresented the situation. Now, if you're not caught up on this, don't worry about it. But just a few hours ago, The Guardian released a story, and I don't know if you've read this yet, that um, it was actually a member of Elon's team that is the suspect in this. No. Well, so yeah, The Guardian, they just wrote a story off the police report that we obtained, and our story is okay. also like, yeah, so it said it just backs up our reporting. Um but so the reason that he's called the suspect, the reason that Elon's security guard is called the suspect in in the reports, because the the alleged stalker is the one that filed the police report. So he's the so he filed a police report basically for a hit and run because he said that the guard was trying to run him over. In the video, you can see he's kind of standing in front of the guard's car, trying to film his license plate because the guard had just filmed his license plate. And so, and then the guard sort of slowly tries to bring his car forward because this guy won't move out of the way. And that's when he like kind of touches the hood and jumps out of the way. I was going to ask you about that. Did any of the videos that you saw or anything else that you saw indicate that the guy actually did jump on the hood of this car? No, not jump on the hood. He like, he like leaned on the hood for like a second. To like, like that, I mean, from everything we saw. And I asked the security, I asked the manager of the gas station as well. And he was like, I didn't see anyone jump on any hood. That would have been crazy. Like that didn't happen basically. Like in that way, like jumping on the hood, you think of someone jumping on the hood of a car. That's just, we have no evidence that that took place. Hmm. I definitely think that like a lot of stuff with this story kind of, um, reinforces like what I think what a lot of people think about Elon at this point is that he likes to like he maybe he's not a compulsive liar but he really likes to like embellish and lie and I mean that that's he's always a been jazz with, he freestyles man he, 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 yeah, he freestyles like I mean he also does he, just lie yeah he does <laughs> lies I mean with an, with a lot of Tesla stuff too like his other companies he's always over exaggerated he's always lied to to get more interest I mean that's that's been his thing for. I mean, for a while, he had to have two people from the board of directors on Tesla like approve his tweets because he (laughs) is fast and loose with information, we'll say. Yeah. Uh, what else can you tell us about this guy, uh, this stalker? You said it's it's more about Grimes. It's not really yeah, a lead stalker. He, uh, (laughs) uh, he, I don't want anyone getting sued here. Um, he, you know, he, yeah, he believes, he just said a bunch of really bizarre stuff. He, he believes that he's getting secret messages from Grimes. Unfortunately, this kind of thing is common, especially in LA. There's just a lot of, you know, creative professionals. And I think a lot of people, you know, there's like LA is sort of the, the birth of a lot of um, anti-stalking laws and stuff in the country and privacy laws because of the, the amount of like celebrities that live here. Um, but there's no indication. Yeah. There's no indication that this guy, this guy doesn't know anything about the jet account. Apparently like there's no indication that the jet account was used to determine anyone's location that night. If only for the fact that it was 24 hours after the jet landed, you know, if the jet landed and the guy's at the airport, you know, waiting and follows them home or something. Okay. That's different. This is literally a day later and nowhere near the airport. Um, um, can I ask you how then, you know, if you don't know, if you don't know, if you can guess, you can guess, but how did he find Elon's team at that gas station? 
Well, Elon's team chased him. He was by Grimes's house. Yeah, okay. Okay. So, and so Elon's team just kind of like chased him into this gas station. So I had read something that said he was in the gas. He pulled up. He pulled into the gas station first, and then Elon's got Elon's guy kind of like blocked him in, and then that's where you see that video where he he got out of the car. He films the guy. He's like, you know, got you, gotcha or whatever. And the guy's like, "What's your name?" And then what you don't see is the security guard gets back into his car and then that's when the alleged stalker hops out and starts filming his plates mm-hmm. and won't let him leave. Um, and the mm-hmm. poor gas station manager, like they close at 10 o'clock and this all happened at like nine 50. Yeah, 15 minutes before they close. He was like, Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> like, <what's going> on? <laughs> so it's pretty clear that this person was Grimes stalker more than Elon specifically. Like yeah. from what it sounds like to me, it sounds like it's very clear that this person. Was he said Grimes. that Grimes, like he has known about him for a couple years. I do believe that he's probably like a known pursuer of Grimes. Oh sure. Jesus, that's terrifying. And I think he said something that Elon was. Um, he 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 alleges that Elon was um, tracking his location. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he okay. said a bunch of bizarre, completely unsubstantiated things like Elon tracks his location and prevents him from getting Uber Eats orders mm. uh, in order to <laughs> oh. his life. You know, I mean, uh, it's delusional. Like a lot of this stuff is, is obviously, you know, just not in line with reality. But um but the, the the real point is basically, I mean, what I felt like this was worth reporting is just that, like, you know, he suspended this Jet account and and all of these other accounts like it. You know, I think that guy ran like 20 different Jet accounts um, saying that it, that was the security risk when really it seems like it was unrelated. Did um, any of the journalists that were suspended – that night, really post any personal information, yeah. locations, none. No. Did I mean, Donnie posted, Donnie posted a statement from the LAPD. Um, yeah, Drew just talked about Mastodon. Um, I can't remember what Ryan Mack posted, but it also did not reveal any personal. N- none of these, um, yeah, none of these people did anything remotely like that. The closest that you could say is that they maybe linked to or linked to an article that referenced the Elon Jet account. Yeah, exactly. They mentioned the Jet account. And I just checked because I wasn't sure, but that Elon Jet account is still, as far as I'm aware, suspended and all associated accounts are still currently suspended despite not having anything to do with what Elon claimed was uh, the, the, the the person who got his assassination coordinates. So, yeah, I think, so, it, I think you know, Musk just let on all of these other people. You know, he's reinstated all of these crazy people whose sole goal is to dox and harass marginalized mm-hmm. people so you know he's yeah it. i mean we yeah the dude from uh stormfront still has his account right he got reinstated there's been no <laughs> yes. problems with the stormfront guy nope he's been he's been out there oh good <laughs> he's been totally out there just normal like after what nine years like he was suspended oh for like at least yeah. half a decade um what can you tell us uh i was in it in it for a little i didn't catch the the meat and bones of it but i was in and out um you were in the spaces where elon was confronted by uh yeah. 
Chinese journal. Why don't you tell us about that? Because that was hilarious. <laughs> that was wild. That was so wild. That was I know. insane. Well, so Jason Calacanis, I kind of came at the end of Jason Calacanis, you know, trying to do Elon's dirty work and defend him. And then Elon comes in and Katie Natopoulos, the host of the podcast, and Drew Harwell, my colleague, pressed him for like two minutes. Like they just tried to ask him exactly kind of just along the lines of some of the stuff that we're talking about um, around like privacy and moderation and stuff. And he just immediately bounced. He just was like, doxing is not okay and bounced. And it's like, okay, but nobody here doxed anyone. He had no answers for any of it. I was there when he left and that was... um... (laughs) He left so abruptly as soon as Drew started really like... I don't... So let me ask you this. Do you think that he... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is really funny. Do you think that he understood the technical limitations of the ban that he imposed on Andrew? Like, I don't think that he knew that he could speak in spaces. No. He was completely caught off guard. That's by why that. he shut down <laughs> all of spaces. Yeah, spaces were, if, if you don't know, if you're listening to this, after that happened, spaces were shut down for what, 24 hours or something yeah. like that? And then yeah. Katie, and then he deleted the, well, who knows, but <laughs> the space that Katie hosted that he came on was deleted. Yeah, I have a screenshot of that. It said it was unavailable, or there was like some some um, like warning that I've never seen. Yeah, I mean, again, this is jazz. You and Katie's permanently banned, as far as I know. I don't know if she's been reinstated from from participating or hosting spaces. Are you kidding wow. me? No. <laughs> oh <my laughs> about it. That's incredible because I thought I thought um, initially that. The excuse, like, I, th- I do think Elon took down spaces because of what happened, but I thought the excuse was because um, Matt Binder found a workaround to get into spaces while he was technically suspended on Twitter through like a backend um, periscope, like an old API periscope um, that yeah. has just been like on Twitter. But yeah, I think uh, um, Elon had called it a legacy glitch or a legacy error or something like that. So. I don't well, know. good thing he fired all of the technical people that could have helped him with that. <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, oh, man. Okay. Well, um, so where do you see this uh, going in terms of, just, I mean, you know, we're, we're guessing here, but in the future for what, what happens next with Elon and journalists and all this stuff? What do you think? Well, Elon hates journalists, so I next don't know year. how that's going to end. Um, I really am just wondering, like, I'm so curious what you guys all think too, like what's going to happen. Like Twitter, I've been using that app post. Have you guys heard of it? Mm-hmm. I have. Yeah. Oh my God. Are you on there? I'm not currently. I'm um, just cause I saw, well, I've just been kind of like on the, on the train of I'm going down with the Twitter ship and then yeah. when it ends, I'll kind of, if it ends, I don't actually know if it will yet, but then I'll kind of like move around, but Um, yeah tumblr's been my main backup right now but if if twitter does go down i'll probably head over to post just to check it out at least oh god well be careful it's they have zero safety features like oh it's the most it's backed by mark like andreessen horowitz mark andreessen same guy that financed elon's twitter takeover who is you know pushes extreme far-right ideology um and a tech ceo from silicon valley who complained about pronouns or he said oh you can say anything these days as long as you have the right pronouns um, <laughs> jesus which, like what and then I anyway thought, yeah. i thought post was like a liberal like it's like liberal um 
it's like it's like neoliberal influencers like <laughs> and um which is like a cursed combination of yeah. things oh yeah. hell yeah i'm there <laughs> is it like <laughs> you say that you mean like brooklyn dad and jeff Tiedrich yes, yes exactly oh, the no. horse account i thought um, they're all going to tribal they're no, just the inverse of like the parlor gab Truth social infighting. One well, will. I said like well, I like shared one link that was like critical of Biden, his like, you know, deranged pandemic response, and like people on the app like lost their mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like that, and and it's like a lot of like never Trumpers. The CEO was like, "We need more good Republicans on the app." So it's that's the energy there. Okay. Um, Interesting. And then Mastodon is like fine but it's like using twitter in 2011 um they have like no features so it's, i don't know i'm waiting the for- sign up process for that is also very terrible and maybe i just yeah. signed up um when it was under i guess a lot of stress from people fleeing twitter but i remember when i signed up i couldn't get my email verification for like three days to get in and then they're like i don't know exactly know how it works but you have to choose like a, a central like a like hub or server or something to join and I didn't know which one, and I ended up in some like, um, like uh, Japanese cuisine type thing, and I had no idea what I was doing. And I felt, I felt so old. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm out. I'm, I can't do this. So I have an account, but I'm never going to use it. Yeah, it's really. You guys can find me on Truth Social. <laughs> Honestly, Truth Social is the one that is most like Twitter in my experience. Yeah, it's a Twitter. Can we colonize it? I kind of. I mean, uh, there's been a few shit posters that have been working on that. Yeah, huh. it's like it's so much easier to use. I mean, way easier to use than Mastodon. But like Hive kind of sucks too. And post. Hive also like had that huge data breach. Like, oh, did weeks. they? Yeah. Oh, dope. Yeah. I don't know. I, I wish Tumblr would come back. I mean, that would be <laughs> the dream. You got uh, your start kind of. Uh, as reading about you a little bit, Taylor. You. That Tumblr was what kind of got you interested in in your career trajectory. Is that? Yeah, Tumblr was like everything. I was working at a call center, and uh, just like and working retail, like working temp jobs um, for like most of my twenties, and uh, yeah, and then I like got on Tumblr and like kind of mm-hmm. then like media people started following me. You know how it is, like yeah. you get on the internet. Um, but that was like before you could really monetize it yourself. Well, like I sold some Instagram accounts and stuff like early on for like a couple hundred dollars or things like that. But like, you couldn't really like make a lot of money. Back sure. Then. Um, can I ask you, oh, this is a little bit out of, you know, what we were talking about before, but just as, as you and your experience doing what you do for a living, you are, you know, when I was talking to some of my friends and uh, whatnot about what I was doing today, you know, I'm doing an interview for my podcast and I had to explain who you were. I, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, well, it was just kind of like, well, this is a person who is one of the most, right now, currently, I would say, one of the most infamous journalists for a lot of reasons. And you partic- in particular draw probably more ire from the right or I guess people online in general. Um than I think maybe any other journalist I can say for right now. Um, Definitely that I've seen. I haven't. I haven't seen a reaction yeah. to anyone. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, disproportional. So what is? I guess what is that like? How do you? Um, how do you unwind after a day of work in when this is what you do? <laughs> I know there's no like after work because it's just kind of like sure. the internet always. I don't know. It's been. I mean it's been like really hard to deal with because it's all 
it pretty much started like when I joined the New York Times. I think the New York Times is just like this really big politicized institution and I was kind of doing my own thing. And also just like the pandemic hit and everyone started to pay attention to the stuff that I was covering and have been covering for so long. And um, it's just like, I've definitely not handled it well in certain points. And like, there's things I wish I would have done differently. Um, but it's like not, I, I don't have like a good coping mechanism. Um, like I tried to get therapy, but it's hard because first of all, therapy is so expensive. I'm like, how yeah. am I going to pay like yeah. $200 a week? That's like, what? Yeah. That's like it's so much money. If you can get it somewhere that's not taking patients for the next six months, right? Yeah. yeah. Also, they're like, yeah, um, you come in like November 2025. <laughs> so that's kind of dumb. Um, Taylor, but, you are very uh, you are very welcome in this space with unhealthy coping mechanisms. I think we're all oh, yeah. very comfortable Great. with unhealthy hey, coping. Uh, I'm on beer four, so what can I? Say? <laughs> I'm currently on two. Yeah. <laughs> I can't really drink because I'm on a lot of medication, but I do uh, enjoy edibles. Um, there you go. That's another. That, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah. but. Um, for sure, like you're you're saying, like it's hard it's hard to handle. Like I mean, in the last like year, I've been thrust in like a pretty big spotlight with just like a lot of followers, and I, I've never really been used to that. It's really hard to handle a lot more eyes on you in a really quick period of time. So I definitely understand like what you mean by it's like it's like hard to handle. It's hard to like become like notorious in some sense and like handle that properly it's yeah. it's not it's something so that you're ready for you're not ready I totally for totally understand like, why like child stars have like mental breakdowns now yeah <laughs> <laughs> the way i do too yeah i feel and i don't know if you guys feel this way too i think like the hardest thing about it is seeing this like caricature of yourself that people have like oh like, god yeah built around you and oh like reflected god. back and you're just like that's what are you talking about? like people just people have an idea of you and then there's so much empty real estate in like completing a, com a person so they fill that with the worst machinations that they can come up with so you become something completely different some of the dms that i've gotten i i fully admit to uh you taylor and juniper uh, <laughs> it's nothing near what you guys probably have experienced but even so some of the stuff that i get it's like you guys are just pulling stuff out of your ass. I don't understand what yeah, I mean, did that makes you think this way. Whack, you probably know even more. I mean, not yeah. even more than them, but than me. Well, I was gonna say I, I definitely do think women get it worse, especially sure. trans women and 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 uh professional women in the media. Uh but yeah, I mean people have very like very narrow opinions of of the accounts that they see on Twitter and then sort of have an idea of like I mean, I've been told like dozens and dozens of times at this point that I'm like a bad teacher and a bad person and that I hate children. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, dog, <laughs> I'm staying up. I'm staying up until 9 PM to like write lesson plans and shit. Cause I really hate these motherfuckers. I really am trying to fucking edit them. Well, also, uh, yeah. I don't know if you guys have, <laughs> that's crazy also, but like, um, <laughs> I feel like people, once you, once you kind of become that type of, public persona like people realize that especially like you know people realize that if they tweet negatively about you or make some sort of commentary about you that's going to get them attention that's going to yeah. get them clicks and they get addicted to that like i mean i did something stupid a couple weeks ago i like there was this like i first of all i read a vox article um, I know exactly where you're going. And I, I fucking didn't know what I was talking about. I posted this dumb tweet, like, <laughs> like 
Okay. Like, um, situation. Everyone... I was going to get there. I, I was going to apologize to you because I am actually surprised you're on the show considering the amount of shit I talked directly to you. Oh, I mean, I, <laughs> I deserved it. I was so stupid. My friend, well, I like was going to get an MRI. So I like put my, like tweeted that and then like truly didn't have my cell phone for like an what hour. Was, what was the tweet? Yeah. I didn't see it. I, didn't yeah, so see I think it. they didn't know what this is, but I don't remember. Okay, I'll, let me explain. Can I just say from my side of things? I for sure. This, okay. <laughs> I'm not because I've muted so many people on Twitter and I like use lists and like I follow 8,000 people so those people can reply to me. But like, I don't really always know what's going on on Twitter unless I like am going to report on it. So this like lovely girl, you know, made chili for her neighbors. And I guess like these crazy (laughs) people were trying to like cancel her for it. And I read this like Vox article that like mentioned it in passing. And like my understanding of the situation was like one person made one rude tweet and like they're autistic and they got like piled on by like thousands of people and I was like that's horrible oh my god so I like post this tweet like everyone needs to stop bullying like xyz it turns out that person's like a notorious like Kiwi Farms troll, like horrible, like actually like one of the worst people on the internet ever. And I was Awful. like, yeah, yeah, like, no, we're we're all very familiar with that. We're crowd. all, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, now I'm familiar. Yeah. But now they hate me, but like I, yeah, my friend called me and was like, um, oh my god, <laughs> are you crazy? <laughs> what is just an insane phone call to get, by the way? Like, uh, hey, you got to pick up your phone and look at this. Yeah. I was like in my like gown and I saw like 17 missed calls from my friend that's like super online. And um, yeah, and th- whatever. So I was like, oh shit, my bad. And I like deleted it and apologized. Obviously, I was in the wrong. Obviously, I feel so bad. I like literally, I don't know that girl, but I like was like wanted to send her. I still like, I, I need to like do something for her because I just felt so bad but anyway it's like classic like not knowing about anything and just like posting a dumb tweet and then like oh yeah the classic uh, twitter experience but it's crazy because that same day was the day that glenn greenwald released that like chart with me on it and um had like done this thread about me and was like whipping up his followers so like all of these glenn greenwald stands and these like far right true far right like crazy people were like engaging heavily with these like random leftist people that I think were just like genuinely mad that I had like. Well, so I'll give it from my perspective. The neighbor is one of my oldest mutuals. And when that happened, I was like, you you know, now, but to the listeners, if you don't know, um, I'm not going to name her ad or anything because she's been through enough, but the people harassing her are some of the most, horrible people on the internet and she's Terrible. been through enough and i will just say yeah my ex- i i commented on the the chili thing and i have a lot of new followers so some of them are like oh you don't even want to know about like this group of people and it's like <laughs> i am very familiar with them i used to be mutuals with pretty much all of them when yeah. i had like less than seven thousand followers like <laughs> these people are just yeah they're they're their whole uh rabbit hole of a community <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I have been um, the subject of the ire of some of that same group of people, and it's not very much fun. So anyway. Yeah, and, and if you don't know who we're talking about, just count yourself lucky, because they are really a, a noxious and disgusting group. Um, and uh, the, like the haters are, are, are really uh, bizarre, and uh, it's often difficult to parse what they're even trying to say um so just like whatever insane person you've spoken to on the internet just put them into this group because it's basically (laughs) your bog standard internet madness 
But I can only imagine like knowing now how terrible they are, <laughs> like logging on and seeing some like dumb blue check, like Washington Post person <laughs> just be like, oh, guys, I don't know. Like, you know, it seems like that. Like, I'm, I totally get why people are like, you dumb bitch. Like, get, what the fuck? <laughs> I got to like, admit, I was pretty surprised when I saw it. I was like, oh, God. Yeah, I was on this. the wrong side yeah. of history. I really, I truly, which like, I don't know what else to do other than like, I deleted it i apologize like i feel horrible i really do but no you're fine you're totally um, fine it happened. i mean whatever yeah. it's like these things happen and and whatever it's live and live and learn um but i was just saying like you know i just noticed um this crazy lunatic woman who um just is is horrible and she's super she's like super far right sort of in with these really bad people and she's just like cataloging it and she like made this whole hashtag for it and these other people are engaging with it I think not knowing who she is and like mm-hmm. I just think when once you're like an internet personality there's these like days when you've like pissed off like nine different factions and then they're all coming together and they're all and like people were calling my family members over that the um, Avengers of internet harassment oh my lord it's just yeah. like Oh my God. So anyway, I kind of, it would have been maybe like be nice to be kicked off Twitter for. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I recently got a a week, a week in the hole and I, uh, I took the time and it was actually pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah, man. You were thriving in that week. You seemed. I really, I was going to the gym. I was writing music again for the first time in like a year. It was great. When I was a temp, like I I had a week, uh, suspension, like a few months back, um, when the, um, court case struck down um abortion rights i I posted something like oh all right wingers basically what i said is all right wingers should be like crucified basically so i got a week suspension i did not waste any time i went back on my alt immediately i should (laughs) (laughs) i should have taken a break but i I just kept posting Yeah. So yeah. Taylor, I do want to I want to ask you a, a, a question given how this is all uh, gone for you. Um, now, I feel like for a lot like and I'm not a journalist, so I don't know, but I feel like as a journalist, it's a pretty normal course of action to uh, uh, request a comment from the, pro- uh, the the subject of a story. Um, but that seems to be where you run into a lot of headwinds. Um, so it, it because of the whole thing with the uh, uh, libs of TikTok and now with like Elon, is this like an ongoing thing of like people ducking you? I mean, again, I don't know anything about journalism. Yeah, well, you always request comment from like, right. the subject of a story. With libs of TikTok, I was revealing her identity, which, by the way, is not doxing. Um, right. And, um, you know, and by the way, you know, she's a very powerful figure that was help you know there I thought it was very much in the public interest and so um I had saw a comment from her through email but I wasn't sure if she had read the email I called her she hung up on me which is I didn't really have a chance to explain myself like she heard journalist and she hung up um <laughs> and so you know the reason that I went to her house was because I wanted to make sure that I got comment and like wanted to make sure like I didn't want her getting online and being like, oh, and she never even contacted me, you know? Right. Um, so, What was that experience like when you went to her house? Oh, my God. <laughs> First of all, she lives close to me. And it's hilarious that oh, she yeah. is, you know, for someone so obsessed with docking, doxing, tweeted a photo of me at her doorstep where you can see exactly what street she lives on and what house <laughs> she lives on in that street. Oh, my God. I didn't know that she did that. Yes. That's wild. She did that. Like, And then – 
Yeah, it was so crazy. It was so, it was so wild. Deleted like, at this point. Like, there's no way she still has that tweet up. She does. Yeah, she, she still does. has that up. Oh I, my! I, she had it up as, as recently as a couple weeks ago. Because oh yeah, and God. Tucker on assassination coordinates, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Tucker put it on his show too. So it's yeah. like, <laughs> it's like, and she's like, oh, doxing me. It's like, lady, get with get with it. I mean, she's just lying. But um, so. Oh, and then she claimed that because I linked to this public real estate license database that had the address for her company on it, that was doxing. I'm like, that's like if somebody linked to WashingtonPost.com and I'm like, that has the Washington Post address on it. That's doxing me. Right. What are you talking about? (laughs) Um, But anyway, yeah, it was so funny because I um, I was I when I go up to the door, her door had like one of those windows on it, which is what her relative took a picture of me through. And I could see the there was a bookshelf, and the bookshelf had the most wild selection of books. It was like real estate hustle books. Oh and hell yeah! I was like, just going to say only a real estate agent could be that big of a piece of shit. Sorry, oh. I'll say it. <laughs> it was like how to flip a house and like you know make money off uh, people. And then it was like Tucker Carlson's book, Glenn oh, Greenwald's wow. book, like this like whole slew of all these like yeah least insane real estate agent. I'm just going to say it. I've worked in that industry for a big portion of my life. There are basically all like that. She just got a platform. <laughs> I would love to see a picture of her, like her complete book collection. I would love to see. I took a picture. I, I did take a oh picture. Just, when she took a picture of me. I took a picture back. And you see the bookshelf. That's amazing. Uh, don't post it because you've been through enough. But if you want to oh. DM that to us, uh, I'd love it. <laughs> if, you, if you DM it to us, we promise we will not share it with anyone else. When Musk is going through my DMs. So yeah, there Elon will see. He'll probably get some reading recommendations. If that guy could read, he would read any of those. My favorite uh, thing about uh, Elon is he always posts like, or there's like, you know, his PR team that quote unquote doesn't exist, like always posts these like listicles of like Elon's 10 books to ultimate <laughs> wisdom. And it's like, dude, I'm telling you, you have not fucking read any of these. I know you haven't. <laughs> Come no on. shot. You guys are no so on Twitter right? like that much can read a book. Let's. I'm honest. sorry. Yeah. Well, that's another funny thing that like, uh, he, this is. I have my facts wrong, so I apologize in advance. But a couple of days ago, he was responding to a major uh, Tesla investor that was calling for the board of directors to basically to remove him, and he responded to it. And in the comments, someone had said, "Well, you were supposed to be in a board meeting about 45 minutes ago, and during that time, you liked these tweets and retweeted these tweets. And what were you doing in that meeting?" <laughs> I mean, that's what so that's you know. Don't, don't tell me you're reading all these books. <laughs> that's what's been so fascinating about all of this, though, is watching the the collapse of Tesla in real time as well. It's so funny because um, oh. a lot of like investors and a lot of like people important i guess to the company in some way have been calling for him to step down and he's like responding to these people and like being combative and it's like that's not probably not helping you at all like being combative to the people that are funding you and like giving you money like this yeah, is just, yeah, just like, screaming at your shareholders yeah online. like like a decade ago i feel like even like elon detractors would have been like oh he's like an awful like rich guy but he like is smart like i feel like everyone kind of was like oh this guy's like kind of smart but like for me the the, that's been thrown out the window this dude is like (laughs) i really think he's one of the dumbest people (laughs) like out there extraordinarily stupid i I completely i mean again uh, i won't say that he's stupid i'm just saying that he is a jazz poster who um is not very proficient with jazz theory (laughs) (laughs) did you did any of you guys see uh glass onion yet 
I have not. I was trying to go see that, and apparently in my city, no theaters were playing it, or it was like out of oh, theaters, yeah. like after a week. I'm not sure what. Yeah, happened. that's what they did. Yeah, so they only put it in theaters for a week. It comes out uh, like tomorrow on Netflix. Okay, uh, I'll be watching but, it then. Yeah, the the. I mean, I'm sorry to spoil it a little bit, but I, I tweeted about it, and it's a pretty like on the nose thing anyway. But just like all this shit with Elon's new like uh, uh, Twitter. Um, whatever you want to call I mean, you could call them policies, but they're not really policies. They're just whatever occurs to him in the moment. Um, but like literally just taking ideas from whatever, like the last person said to him is the <laughs> ongoing joke in the film glass onion. And there is a bit of a Elon stand in, in the film. So it's like really funny to see <laughs> him. Like there is a scene where, Somebody says something is like, yeah, you could do that, but that would be a really stupid idea. And then the Elon character basically does exactly that. And then he's like, well, I got the idea from you. He's like, I said that it was stupid. And he's like, well, I heard you say it. That's that's like Elon. And it's just like, yeah, I, uh, uh, if, if, if you guys vote me off, I will no longer be the CEO of Twitter. And then he's like, oh, wait, no, that was for bots. Cause that guy said (laughs) it could have been for bots. I love oh, that because I, I feel that. like he's really going to repost not... the poll, but only for Twitter Blue <laughs> subscribers. Yeah, <laughs> I really don't think he expected to lose that. Like, no, I really he didn't. He that's, that was he didn't. Like, no. that's why he's yeah. saying he has a plan. Like, he's he's <laughs> in Patriots in control or some bullshit. No, no, no. This guy is fucking winging it. He's delusional. He thought he was going to win that, and he didn't. And that's why he was like radio silent for what sixteen hours or something. <laughs> yeah, he did not know how to respond. And then he was yeah, he like had to wait until someone gave a plausible explanation. Like, oh. Sir, all he'll no. do exactly. Someone will post something where it was just like, "Oh, um, Elon was just doing that to catch all the bots," and then he'll just respond. He won't say yes or no because he's a coward. He'll say, "Interesting." Yeah, <laughs> and he'll do the little like sideways <laughs> laughing. Yeah, <laughs> the hallmark of, of Elon. Yeah. Did any of you guys watch Elon the, uh, saying "interesting" and it was like I just oh yeah I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I took I unretweeted all because I got some people yelling at me, but yeah, it was like fifty times he said just a tweet that was just the word "interesting." <laughs> I saw a great um, like collage of I don't know. It, there's probably more, but it was like there was like maybe forty different tweets of him just saying "interesting." Yeah, and it was a really exactly. really good summarization of I feel like how he handles like social media yeah. i don't know did you're, any of you guys right. see the uh the, the the quarterings video that he made oh my the emer- god I haven't seen can we just talk yet. about the quartering for please. a minute oh my yeah, god please. the desperation <laughs> it's so so straight up just it's was like so i can handle twitter sir i've been running a marketing agency for 12 five, 10 years all deck he called it oh oh my lord god. Oh my god. Love- yeah he it was so melodramatic. He, yeah. The, the, the I'd video rather see Keemstar run Twitter for a week. <laughs> oh, my Same. God. Well, that would at least be fun. <laughs> Keemstar Twitter would fucking rule, man. <laughs> I'm just going to say this. As a, as a person with like a 100% bell curve IQ, Keemstar Twitter is my shit for sure. Like, <laughs> anytime you post about football, you get extra a thousand likes like immediate some guy twitter it would be my shit for sure <laughs> like uh, if the quartering was in charge of twitter he would uh find a way to ban all the black women but if Keemstar <laughs> was in charge he would want to hear out the uh the ephebophilia versus pedophilia debate and I oh think god he would <laughs> call content court immediately <laughs> yeah <Content> court. <laughs> oh god i could see this happening now 
uh, the, my favorite part of the the quarterings whole response. I'm assuming you guys saw his like twelve the hour video, his emergency. Well, when he's like, I, I mean, gotta get out of bed and make content for this. That's movie. what I watched. More important so that's what than I watched. Eleven or whatever. But my, oh yeah, if that, yeah. yeah. 9 11 tweet. Oh my, my, my favorite part of all of that when he was like, This is like worse than 9 11. And yeah. like to me, like I, whenever I quote tweeted like any of Elon's polls, I jokingly, jokingly like tongue in cheek was like, These are the most important polls. Like this is more important than any US election of all time. Like this is so important. But he like unironically said like <laughs> the jokes that we would make <laughs> making fun of these people. And I thought that was incredible. And it's so and it's so funny he has to keep saying, like, uh, I had to get out of bed for this. It's like, bro, we can tell you have not slept. It is <laughs> very clear to all of us. He's laying in his bed. He's just he's not sleeping at all. He was just worrying about that. And then of course Elon didn't step down because he didn't expect to lose. So I just love how he talks about it like he's a fucking volunteer firefighter who gets the call at three AM. Like <laughs> you're going on to sit in front of your computer and complain. Like, don't make this anything else. You don't understand. His YouTube videos are going to save the world. <laughs> That's the ring light in front of my face and and pop Funkos behind my head. I am here <laughs> to defend Western civilization. Do any of you guys have a YouTube? No, mm, no, kind of. Yeah, I've been, been his off the ground. Uh, I've been I working on it. I just post my songs on, but it's not really yeah. worth linking. But I work like a, I'm like I really am a full time high school teacher, so it's hard to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, this is, I mean, other than my, like, actual job at the New York Times, of course, right. which is where I work. We were colleagues, of <laughs> course. Of course, yeah, we, we, we overlapped. That's how we know each other. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, other than that, yeah, other than, like, Twitter and then now this podcast, I don't really do, like, any other, like, online content. It's, up until now, it's just been Twitter and just for fun posting, which is the best way to do it, I think. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta do it for the love of the game. You do. You really do. <laughs> I have a YouTube. I, I have one and I used to post like just like personal videos on it and then I deleted all those and I decided I'm going to put like content on there, I think. Because what kind of content? I don't know. My SEO on YouTube is so bad because it's only just like these crazy people making videos about me. Right. Um, so I was like, How do you no. beat that? Yeah, you have a whole industry of psychos. Oh, God. It's like an entire... They make so much money off my face too, putting mm-hmm. it in the thumbnails. I'm like... Just so, gotta treat it like professional wrestling and like do like the Till Lorenz responds videos. Yeah, <laughs> reactions. Yeah, you could just talk about like your favorite, um, your favorite uh, music video from when you were thirteen. But it's just like Taylor Lorenz destroys in yeah. uh, sync with Backstreet Boys defense. Just uh, just go on H three and call out like five people, and you'll be busy for a year. Yeah, <laughs> way to fucking go, man. I went on H three like twenty twenty, I think. You did really? Yeah, yeah. Just it was remote. Um, I think we we're talking about. Yeah, I was talking about my Jake Paul. I did a big Jake Paul investigation on the sexual assault allegations. Yeah, um, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think I only found out about you from the the libs of TikTok. Um, Oh yeah, I, th- I think that's kind of when like the whole world kind of found out about you. Like, in, <laughs> and in... they were like, "I hate this girl." Yeah, She's and a lot of so people. So annoying. Fuck her. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that must have been the last year has probably been a crazy experience for you. It's been crazy. Hopefully, twenty twenty three is like 
is better. I have my book comes out next year. Um, so oh, nice. Hell yeah. What's your book about? Tell us yeah. about your book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's called Extremely Online. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's about the rise of the online creator sort of industry and how media and the internet's like changed kind of. Yeah. Um, it's like everything I've covered, but like in a book. In a book form. I'll be looking forward to that. Uh, Taylor, is there anything else that you would like to plug? Um, I think we're probably going to be um, wrapping up so we can finish the rest of this episode. Anything we can plug for you or anything you'd like us or our listeners to know about? Yeah. Well, you know, I can't plug my Instagram on Twitter um, because of censorship. <laughs> so I'm going to encourage people to follow me there. I'm just at Taylor Lorenz on Instagram or Taylor Lorenz 3.0 is my other account. Um, and yeah, I'm on t Twitter, TikTok. Um, I have a Substack, taylorlorenz.substack.com. So yeah, just keep in touch. And my DMs are pretty open and hit me up anytime if there's something you think I should be covering. Excellent. Well, when For your sure. book comes out, come back on the show and we'll talk about it. I'd love to. Definitely. You guys will be like, you know, one of the biggest podcasts on the planet by then. So <laughs> God I'll be reaching out to your bookers. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awesome. Thanks for, yeah, thanks for uh, joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you so Thank much you. for having me. Stay warm. Will do. All right. <laughs> Take care. We'll talk soon. Bye. Okay. Uh, so thank you again for uh, joining us, Taylor Lorenz. You can find her at uh, Twitter and Instagram, uh, at Taylor Lorenz. Um, but now we have to get into the uh, the serious stuff. Enough of this, this frittering about with the richest man alive and the uh, journalists <laughs> that bedevil him. Uh, we have to get back into the uh, ableism versus problematic region of the uh, worst tweets of the year thread. Uh, I think we're just going to continue doing this thread. Now, he's got the whole bracket. I think he's down to the final four at the time of recording. He's finished. We... Oh, he's oh, finished. finished already. He's wow. done the whole thing. Uh, so we are... Still in the ableism uh, and problematic region, um, but I, I just want to keep clipping through these because I think they're so much fun, and we can sort of see how things progress. Now we left it really off. Was a with, terrible year for posts, wasn't it? Let's. It, yeah, I mean, this was really the like last year was the the feral girl summer. This was everybody <laughs> coming out of the quarantine whether or not they should have been in order to uh act like total goddamn maniacs and now people in 2022 have really sort of picked up the ball and run with it and said you know what i am still going to be unhinged um and we left <laughs> there off posts. there was definitely some posts this year that were they're, they're gonna live throughout time we're gonna remember some of these for forever Yes. Uh, so we left off with owning dogs. Men owning female dogs is uh, sexist, and Mitski <laughs> is uh, ableist. <laughs> For asking people not to use their phones in concert, yeah. Yes, yes. All right. So we've got two. Also, I just want to say really quick, um, we're finishing this specifically because enough people complained to us on Twitter. so That we didn't pick back up with We it. didn't finish it. So if you are, take a cue from that and uh, yell at us and make us do things that we wouldn't otherwise do. That's All right. Uh, so here are two that I remember quite vividly. Uh, very first one, pretty simple, pretty down the middle. Uh, uh, quote unquote, walkable cities is a dog whistle for fat phobia. <laughs> <laughs> oh that one was so good that one i made like a, a post about that one that went pretty viral that that was just oh, that hit the sweet spot which yes. post so good. Multiple cities are are ableist <laughs> yeah, what was like your post perfect. i don't know that yeah what was your viral thing well, it was just the um uh like that format 
that really it's somewhat popular like a sopranos format with um fuck what's his name buko oh, i yeah, can't remember Artie Artie Artie. Oh, Artie. Yeah, Artie Buko. yeah with the gun um shoot like he's yeah. about to shoot uh tony <laughs> in the first season oh, like say walkable cities are yeah yeah and it was like something of that nature there was like three different discourses all in the same day so i like i just made a post yep. like talking about i all do remember that. i do remember when you posted that <laughs> yeah I specifically remember that because I was going to the hospital for a colonoscopy that day. <laughs> like I was driving, I was driving to the hospital hospital to get my colonoscopy when I made that post. And I was like, nice <laughs> viral post before I go to sleep for like an hour. <laughs> uh, okay. So that one is, so walkable cities are fat phobic is going up against an all timer. Uh, uh, just an absolute banger. Uh, hold on. I want to make sure I say this carefully. Yeah. <laughs> and Frank had white privilege. Oh, no. Uh, oh, it's this. Uh, bad things happen to people with white privilege. Oh, God. Also, but don't tell me. Wait, what? The bad things happen to people with white privilege also, but don't tell the whites that. Okay, yeah. But don't yeah, tell that the whites. Yeah, was a response to uh, actually some of the people we were talking about with Taylor. The, yeah, this um, is very topical. This is like actually yeah. pretty perfect. It's funny that um, actually if you listen to this one and then the last one uh, that we were doing this on, a lot of these insane kinds of discourse topics happen from the same. It's like like the Beatles of horrible takes. Like, uh, there's like, Well, yeah, and I, yeah. there's like 10 that are either directly or like uh, tangentially related to this group <laughs> it's pretty there wild. are there are sort of lightning rods for controversy on twitter that like never make any sense like so this person that we've talked about with the chili uh like she gets so much hate for literally no reason it's just like exactly mentally... like, there are people that bring it on themselves and like i think kind of bask in it uh human pet guy Yes, and others <laughs> too. But uh, I'm not going to name her at, even though she's a friend. But yeah, chilly, chilly neighbor. She is yeah. one of the nicest people, genuinely, on this website, and just somehow manages to attract the most fucking insane people. Yeah, and because she has to keep deleting her accounts, she keeps blocking me by accident because it's like a, a blockchain chain thing. Uh, yeah, that that's always been something that's been really wild to me. Is like she's. I mean, sometimes, she, well, not even sometimes. She's like hardly. She's one of the most inoffensive people. She doesn't really like post politics too much. Like she does sometimes. Well, that, that depends. But, that depends on what you think is politics. Okay, that's true. If you own, if you own a pet and you give it food, is that politics? <laughs> <laughs> to some, I guess that would be. <laughs> to the same group, of course, that that would be. <laughs> All right. So, which one do you guys think won? Do you think it was Walkable Cities or and Frank's okay. privilege? And we'll, let, let, let's clarify this because we were. <laughs> Little, we were a little fuzzy last time. Um, when we say win, we're saying which one is worse. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that. God, I don't know. Okay, you guys go first. Never mind. You guys. So, go first. so my my thinking is though, although that the walkable cities post is really funny, and it, it to me it's really funny. I think it's like just an amazing thing to say about yeah. a city. Um, I, I just think with all of the consequences that that Anne Frank um, post yeah, gotta be. had, I, mean, I just yeah. think it has to be the clear winner here. I mean, there's there's a there's a know your meme page about this specific post, okay, linking together three different discourses all from the same group of people. Yeah. Like this My um, in a lot of ways is the 2022 ground zero. This must is. have gotten onto like TV at some point because my mom 
mom actually asked me about this and she only really <laughs> watches like MSN. She, and, and, and Frank having white privilege. Yes. <laughs> and we talked about that. Um, and we had a, kind of like a heartfelt discussion because uh, my mom is, you know, she's a sweet person. She really wants to make sure that she's doing like, you know, the, the right thing and whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you think the white, like, do you think in that situation or whatever? Like mom, Oh my God. No, <laughs> like just don't like, please don't let these kinds of intrusive thoughts into your brain, like live a normal life, please. You know, also my mom is, um, she won't listen to this. So it's fine, but she has uh, 11,000 followers on Twitter. So she's like, Oh wow. Yeah. She's a poster. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So oh, I'm, right. I'm, we had I'm talked about this. She's a, she's like a blue wave flag emoji. She she's poster. Like, yes. She's oh a known God. quantity in certain like lib circles. So I, I'm a nepotism baby in the same way. that we're <laughs> <a nepotism. laughs> That's incredible. I didn't know that about you and your family. I didn't know you were yeah. a nepotist. The, this whole podcast is nepotism now. Yeah, that's that's Get, what we're making. Whatever fucking up. outlet published the Nepo Baby list. What a fucking clown show. The $32 a month that we make on our Patreon is because of that. <laughs> it's, it, that whole list, that whole list was so ridiculous because some of them they would be like, "Oh, this person's father used to be a set designer and now she's an actor." And then mm. another one is like, "This person's father just is the concept of fossil fuels." And it's like <laughs> one of these is obviously more of a leg up than the other. I love the yeah. set designer one cuz what that means is like you were a construction worker that lived in LA. Like come on, let's be honest. Yeah. Was. yeah. <laughs> we have a we have a guest who we will eventually have on whose father was a set designer and I can tell you right now he is not fabulously wealthy. He's <laughs> just a regular guy. His dad did sets for a Nicolas Cage film, so we were going to have him on. Okay, um so we're going to continue here. Um we have another one in my favorite, absolute favorite genre of post books are too hard to read. Uh there's a thread <laughs> There's a thread going around mocking writers who don't read very much. And I'm trying not to haul out my soapbox. But this is ableist? Not everyone can read for pleasure, or indeed at all. And some of those people are writers. Um, So that was one of my favorites of the year. Same, by the way. Personally. Uh... That, that people who write books professionally can't read books for any reason. <laughs> yeah, this one was a this one was a good one when it happened. Um, if I remember correctly, I'm not looking at it, but this was linked. This same person was linked to like different discourse later in the year, right? Or am I thinking of someone else? Yeah, yeah. So their picture okay. looks very familiar to me. Um, but the other one, it's going up against a a, a thread. Two tweets here. It really doesn't sit right with me when people make fun of people who can't cook. It's not their fault that no one taught them and learning any skill as an adult can be really daunting, especially when cookery is an overwhelmingly broad subject. Ha ha, they can't even boil an egg. That's not funny. It's shit they never had an opportunity to learn. And instead of providing that opportunity, you're just going to laugh at them. (laughs) OMG, get a life. (laughs) <laughs> okay um i might have recency bias because the cooking one happened a, a lot just a few weeks ago um yeah it was on it was on halloween yeah uh so a little more if you fine like six but weeks yeah i uh i had just i think that's the most insane thing like the cooking is privilege uh i grew up dirt fucking poor like i was home alone until seven eight at night most days by myself the reason I was able to learn to cook was because 
you either ate canned food every night or whatever, or you learned how to like prepare meals for yourself, right? That's right. the most insane shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, and it's also like nobody's asking you to be a master at every type of cuisine. They're just telling you, like learning how to cook an egg, like boil it or fry it in a pan. That's a really good place to start. Yeah, and, poaching uh, an egg is like it takes fucking four minutes. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know what this person is talking about. So Juniper, what's your what's your vote? Do you do you say reading or do you say boil an egg? Doing a drum roll. <laughs> Juniper, are you there? Let me check my phone. Maybe she dropped out. Sorry, yes, I'm here. I, I muted Hello. myself and didn't realize. Sorry. <laughs> so what was the where Let's were try we? this again. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Juniper, for you, which one does it gotta be? Is it gonna be the reading or boiling an egg? So I feel like for me it's gotta be the reading. I, I totally understand with the, 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 the cooking one, but like to, to me, like so far, at least I feel like that's like the least like shocking tweet in the whole bracket so far, just cause I don't know. I feel like a lot of people just don't really know how to cook. Um, but so for me, I feel like the, the, the writers not being able to read like that is just shocking <laughs> because like, how can you, I don't know, just the jump of like expecting to be like a prolific writer and wanting to be successful and, and not, not reading them to like read literature or, of any kind yeah. is just like insane to me. Like that's just such a wild assumption or like assertion to make about writers. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like actual yes. writers wouldn't even say that. No, certainly not. Uh, that is the one that won. Uh, that definitely would have been my vote as well as the reading one. Uh, the next one, we've uh, we're talking penises. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Friendly reminder that literacy isn't an uncomplicated apolitical good. And the framing of it as an important life skill ignores the context that makes it very necessary for survival. Now that right there, that's what you call word salad. That's just... <laughs> Uh, just a jumble of words. Friendly reminder that literacy isn't an... Um, just say it's complicated. Don't say it isn't an uncomplicated apolitical. <laughs> uh, and framing... The framing of it as an important life skill ignores the context that makes it necessary for survival. Well, Wait, right, so I'm not is, even sure I understand what they're saying. They're they're saying that, I have no idea what they're saying. They're saying like, that like, it's... To assume that somebody can't is literate is uh, is political because some people aren't. I don't know. I think it's also partially like I don't know. I can't make heads or tails of this one. <laughs> that is a bizarre one. All I know is that they're probably wrong and very strange. I don't know. So this one, uh, this is actually pretty topical as well because this account is followed by Grimes, and this tweet was liked oh, by yeah. Grimes. Oh fuck yeah! Uh, <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a good one. Oh. You, Caleb knows what it is. <laughs> uh, that large penises are seen as desirable is just another symptom of Western degeneration. Large penises are a sign of low intelligence and savage genetics. Small penises indicate high intelligent and aristocratic blood. Oh my lord. Okay, so we have we could do a whole episode on Grimes if I had my way. Uh, I think that she gets away with murder. Um, the fact that she liked this 
says everything that you need to know about Elon Musk, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So th- that like, post I'm just-, just saying, like, when it comes to brainlets, like Elon is, if one comes in you and one comes out of you, you are now a brainlet. She is a brainlet. <laughs> <laughs> that post was like, I saw, I saw so many people quote tweeting it and like posting about it. And I just like, I, I didn't really have anything else to add about it. I mean, it was just, it was so perfect. It's just so funny. It's, it's just so funny. I just admired it from afar. It was just such an incredible thing to unironically say like i'm assuming it was like a totally serious post so this (laughs) guy yeah so this guy who posted it the hellenist uh he he is is great for content by the way if you want this let me just interject for a quick second if you want if you're a poster if you are up and coming if you're scrapping if you're rocky and rocky one trying to get follows and likes and retweets follow this guy because he is uh full of it he's constantly just showing his ass he's there for the quote tweet dunk go in there and get go get those likes because that's a good because, that's a good suggestion because he like so many other insane people on in the internet believes he is posting for a higher purpose uh he believes that he is he believes that he is spreading the word he's like a pagan he's like an anti-christian roman statue guy where he's like you know, uh, degeneration of the West began with Christianity. Judeo-Christian <laughs> values need to oh be ended in exchange for Hellenistic uh, uh, ancient values. He's, of, no, I don't even like, know also has something in common with the cybersmith, wherein he loves Nietzsche, but clearly doesn't does understand. Not does not read, <laughs> and if he does read, then God help him. But he either doesn't read or simply doesn't understand Nietzsche. It's Very insane. Funny. That- Nietzsche was such a good troll that the people he trolls hardest are his fans. Uh, yeah, which one do you think won? The small penises or the gotta um, be gotta the be word, small penis. The word it's jumble gotta, literacy situation. It's got to be the the one about the the penises. That's just that's going to go far here. That's a, that's the, a top tier. Know your audience. <laughs> yeah. This is this is really shocking to me. But you're both wrong. What? Uh, <laughs> it it was a fifty point eight to forty nine point oh. two. Wow. Oh, wait. So, <laughs> so and literacy and the literacy word salad one one. So okay. So since we're gonna see that one again on a future episode when we talk about the top four, can you read it again? I need to comprehend this. I need to try to. I can read it. I can read it as many times as you want me to. But I don't think read it's it twice. Make it any... Let's be, we'll both be quiet. Read it twice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Friendly reminder that literacy isn't an uncomplicated apolitical good. And the framing of it as an important life skill ignores the context that makes it necessary for survival. Friendly reminder (laughs) that literacy isn't an uncomplicated apolitical good, and the framing of it as an important life skill ignores the context that makes it necessary for survival. <laughs> I st- like I know it's what really words tough. You're saying <laughs> I know what you're saying. I, I'm uh, comprehending what you're saying. I just don't know what they're trying to say with it. I need to. I'm. I'm gonna before the next episode when we cover this. I'm going to like scribe this down. I'm gonna write it on a piece of paper. I'm gonna analyze it, and I'm gonna it's figure a, out what. It's a the koan. Point. It's a koan. You have to just say it over and over again <laughs> in order to get some deeper understanding about the universe. All right, yeah, next two. I, I don't get it. <laughs> All right, so we've got somebody who has. Okay, you know I haven't been saying their ats because it's kind of you know unfair to them this guy didn't block them and as i said this guy is he hosts the neoliberal podcast it's like 
it is called the neoliberal podcast yikes um, <laughs> so anyway he did not block their ads uh, in order to <laughs> degradate these people but i won't be sharing them um but i will say that in their display name, they did put their pronouns, and their pronouns are it slash she, which you don't normally see. Uh, oh, oh you, man, you do see that. I, I there's it there's people that you see that with. Okay, I've I you know I definitely see that as the 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 um trans person on the the podcast. I can confirm that <laughs> that is maybe not typical, but that is you, you do see it. It's I, yeah. I just feel like if if somebody has it pronouns, they usually put it second. It, it's or that's true actually i that is usually how i see it personally but that's what i'm saying is weird is that if they're if if its pronouns are it she it's mm-hmm. anyway showers today are a form of social control slash srs that's uh means that it's a serious post uh so showers today are a form of social control and then a follow-up uh, they want you to be, quote, clean and hygienic so you won't be a docile, productive member of society so the um, pain can be eased. Of course. Oh, and now I just went to her uh, thing and uh, uh, yeah, now it is she slash it. So okay. interesting. <laughs> uh, but yes, the, uh, she is an anarchist. It is uh, here in the <laughs> banner. <laughs> so don't want to don't don't want to say too much, but t- typical anarchist take. Oh, that, that's yeah. quite again. Oh, I yeah. am friends to the anarchists. I think it's silly to infight, especially like as leftists. It's very very useless thing to do, especially it's online when you can be for doing the other things. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Right. But that is definitely an on brand our anarchist take that i'm not surprised about and it's pretty funny <laughs> it's really a really good one yeah <laughs> yeah i'm gonna actually i'm gonna say something about anarchists real quick uh just because of a uh, conversation i had with an anarchist once who told me i was a larper for <laughs> um for telling them to read marx i was like <laughs> i was like you should check out the communist manifesto it's actually pretty short it's pretty easy to understand and they're like you guys are always larping with your revolutions and then <laughs> It wasn't that same person, but relatively soon afterward, somebody posted an image of a 3D printed object that could be used to attach to a train track to derail a train. Oh my! And I'm like, and this anarchist person who posted it was like, you know, this is a special tool that will help us later. And it's like, (laughs) in what? conception of the world will it be good to derail trains in your version of anarchy that is a terrifying concept that you were just throwing out there as like a goofy bit my question is who is it gonna hurt because like as far as i'm aware that would only kill like workers that wouldn't really like hurt the bottom line of like the rich or anything <laughs> yeah you could just derail a train uh like uh, uh, on an elevated like an ele- like the l in, in chicago and just derail it to <laughs> yeah, smash into that? a bank building or something yeah. <laughs> yeah why would you do that oh god sanity all right <laughs> next one okay so this is a uh, reading this is a little complicated all right uh so first and foremost we're looking at the shack meme the i sleep versus real shit shack meme yeah, yeah, you guys yeah. know this okay yep okay so mansion on eight thousand square foot lot that has four bedrooms unused that's i sleep an empty building an empty condo in a 500 unit building real shit 
so I, I, I guess that's like a, a Yimby thing. Uh, so I am begging person- somebody to explain to me the NIMBY Yimby thing. I don't really like. Uh, They're the are- same. Well, that's the thing. Yimbys and NIMBYs are the same. They are the anarchists and the Leninists of the center. They are where they are like one side is like we need affordable housing for all people, and the other side is like no, we don't need affordable housing. We need to take the housing we already have and put people into it. And it's like neither of those things are actually addressing the like systemic issues with like why housing is kept from some people. So it just becomes this like weird little argument where it's like we're not going to solve the the systemic issue. We are going to solve the the housing issue and then like they but they're all they fucking love like tax credits and like uh 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 if you live in a house for three plus years with a family of X many, yeah, that stuff sucks. <laughs> yeah. I, I see these debates sometimes online. I don't know enough about them. Um, like on the, in, uh, on the Twitter discourse to interject either way. I mean, the, to me, this is just very, I mean, it's very important. Of course, housing is ex- extremely important, but the, the whole yeah. ZMB debate is very, at least online, a very esoteric thing for me. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I waded into the waters of the NIMBY YIMBY crowd uh, when I made fun of a guy um, who was a Jeopardy champion. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Arthur and he, Chu? What's that? Arthur Chu? No, 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 never. Mm. I would never make fun of Arthur Chu. Uh, no, it was, uh, I can't fucking name, remember the guy's name. He won the college tournament in 2016, and he is a big, like, Pete Buttigieg type of guy now. Um, he just loves transportation and walkable cities or whatever. All right, so we got the meme here. Empty condo versus 800 square foot house or whatever. Okay, so this person, this account, it's a gimmick account, so I'm going to say the at. I know I was on my high horse like six six minutes ago, but I don't know. It's called the Yimby Patrol. So okay, uh, gimmick accounts don't deserve rights. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big. Uh, so so the Yimby Patrol said, "Who would misuse hashtag George Floyd's image to create a meme? Oh no! Who would monetize images of hashtag IPOC <laughs> suffering? Hashtag Yimbies co-opting." racialized language of oppression and images of hashtag B-I-P-O-C in service to hashtag racist urbanism is Yimbyism. What's even sicker is that this tweet got 493 likes and 28 retweets. So this is a person who thinks that Shaq and George Floyd are the same person. Yeah. Uh, Wow. Uh, going up against showers or social control. Oh my Listen, god! Okay, I'm going are... with showers just because everything that you need is right there. You don't need to know what a yeah. fucking yimby or nimby. You don't <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of this one's real lost in the sauce. This one. <laughs> yeah, I think I got to go with the shower one as well. It's That's just anarchist like the classic. smell bad versus a bunch of fucking Vox readers that are arguing about bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. The showers. The sh- the showers won one this round, and I think that is. I think that is all of them in this region. I think. Ooh. Man. So uh, so let's see. Time. So we've got yeah yeah. So that's all of them. So so in this region, we have seen advance. Uh, criticizing incest. Uh, home cooking. 
frosted pickup lines, men and dogs, and Frank White privilege, reading, literacy, and showers. Hell yeah. That's some good shit. Those are some good 2022 posts. I think so too. What a year for posting. I mean, not only do we get constant Elon Musk discourse, which some people hate, some people, a lot of people enjoy. It's it's fun to make fun of him, but we, we also got some banger posts to make fun of for eternity. Some good shit. Yeah. So I think next we will probably, oh, wait, that's weird. One of them has an X over it. Um, hmm. Uh, so I think we'll probably do, I really, I really want to crack into the Ukraine region next. I really want to hear from the <laughs> Ukraine region next. And I can already see, I can already see a potential winner for the year, uh, in the Ukraine region <laughs> and the number one seed in the Ukraine region. <laughs> oh God, there's, there's one, there's one Ukraine post, like right the day that the, the war started, which, um, I think it's that George, I, is it the George Floyd one? No, no. Uh, I, I mean, I do. I did love like. Uh, I did love like. Uh, uh, let's uh, let's save it for yeah. We have work. So there's four regions. Okay. So did the regions? We just did other? college basketball bracket. Basically, it's a college oh. basketball bracket. So there's four regions. We just read one of the regions, okay. but then once they get to a certain point, the best from a region will play each other, and then those two and the 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 winner of each region will play in the final i see okay i got it now i got it so the four regions are ableist and problematic ukraine wtf and discourse oh god we have so many good posts to go through i can't wait (laughs) (laughs) uh and yeah the ukraine uh the ukraine region one uh i'm really i'm excited for it i'm sure there'll be some gems in there yeah, I, I there are. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think that about uh, covers this one then, right? You want to do some housekeeping and then. Yes, uh, yes. So fire. thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can follow us all on Twitter. I'm Wack Nicholson. Bird is Bird Respector. Juniper is Juniper. And uh, we have a fully functional uh, mailbag uh, section of the show in which you can pose your questions to us anonymously or otherwise uh, at our phone number, 971-374-2265. That is a phone number that you can call or text if you want to uh, speak to any of us, especially if you want to speak to Bird because he's the one in charge of that. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to answer it. You can leave a voicemail or you can text. Yeah, yeah, it's a for voicemails. He's not going to chat with you. Uh, I might. I might. Well, that, you said it. <laughs> uh, so again, that's 971-374-2265. Or you can send us an email, mail at westernkabuki.com. K-A-B-U-K-I, the way we spell it in the show. Um, so you guys got anything else you need to, uh, discuss or put out? Yeah. There? I want to say thank you. We've gotten in the last couple of weeks, a bunch of not, I mean a ton, but we've gotten what, like nine Patreon subscribers or something like that in the last, since we launched we've episode gotten one. an overwhelmingly po- uh, positive reception for phase two. And we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Yes, we do have roughly, uh, uh, eight or nine uh patrons over on our patreon which you can follow patreon.com slash western kabuki uh that is where you can find our older content where we talked about where we did the uh the the commentaries for um different movies including the one uh juniper did with us when we were still in a cage podcast 
But you can also listen to um, the Cybersmith be completely unhinged in Caleb's face uh, for roughly an hour. So yeah, we're gonna. Um, I'm gonna lock that one up here in a little bit. We'll leave it free for a couple a day or two. But yeah, I do want to lock that one up. So for sure, yeah. yeah no, it's the the sport's been great so far. It's been, it's been I great, wanted uh, seeing um, all the feedback and everything. For the sake of um, not being accused of fake news, I wanted the Cybersmith to be able to listen to the interview that we released because he <laughs> was already saying before we even released the interview that I had edited it and that I was doing um, Illuminati fake news to him. Within like 16 hours, he was claiming you were out to get him because you hadn't put out the... <laughs> okay, so if anybody who's listened to that interview, like, come on, you guys tell me, I'm not just imagining it i let him roll on me for the first 40 minutes right yeah i mean that's kind of what you were trying to do is yeah. you wanted to get him to like kind of take i don't know i not barely prodded him, him until like the last 20 minutes so no yeah. i wasn't <laughs> anyway now that he's listened to it you've got about by the time this episode comes out it'll probably be locked we'll see. yeah yeah it was unlocked for an audience of one but if you choose to <laughs> ride the coattails of the cybersmith that's your call uh, <laughs> Uh, thank you guys so much I appreciate it yeah thank you thank you